Welcome to episode 506 of South Cedo Paranormal. And tonight on Halloween 2023, I am finishing my uh, series on paranormal patterns A to Z. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening. Whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. Also throughout the day as well, um, random and part of the random rotation throughout the day, uh, which is probably where this one will appear because this is going to go long. So, um, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting in the music uh, here at the beginning and end of every show on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, you can also find paranormal fiction and nonfiction books I've written over on Amazon. And I have a Patreon page. You can sign up for any uh, membership tier level in that and get extra content. Uh, there is one episode there as of now. Um, and I will be getting back to that, doing at least one episode per month there, uh, middle, neither, near the middle or, or near the end of the latest of, uh, of November. So, And uh, that's just another way to support the show. Also, if you'd like to... Uh, make a one-time donation to the show. You can do that through PayPal as of right now. There, um, that's the best way to do that, as there are expenses in making the show. Uh, help is never ex- uh, expected, but always appreciated. But um, as far as the expenses, those would be um, equipment, research materials, and travel expenses. In just a few days now, I will be going to the Mid Michigan Paracon. That is November fourth and fifth, the Saturday and Sunday at the Soaring Eagle Casino Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Um, And uh, I will be there um, attending as many of the presentations as I can and just uh, wandering around the common areas and and, uh, making audio recordings of myself and also anyone else that uh, wants to join me to talk about all things paranormal. And then I will bring those recordings back, and they will be featured on a show at some point after that. Uh, again, just a reminder, I will be taking a bit of a break, a week or so, maybe m- no more than two, uh, as I adjust my schedule. Um, I'm, I'm changing my streaming schedule, basically, uh, just to um, make it easier on my eyes and everything, as that has become an issue recently. So, But um, the show is definitely not going anywhere. I just have to change how I uh, my research and recording patterns, if you will. So... Um, really excited about the Paracon. Obviously, it's, it'll be my first time ever going to one. Also, I want to thank everyone here who has listened or and or um, contributed in any, any way to, to the show over the last three years. This tonight, 
marks three years since the released release of episode one. Uh, back when, before I was even really thinking of numbering these things, uh, at least to the degree I do now. And um, it's just amazing to them here. I, I, I shared in, in um, I, I have a lot of family on Facebook and I mentioned today there. It's amazing when I think back on that. When I first started, I had no idea if I'd keep going uh, when, I, when I first started. And even after one year of doing shows, I still had no idea if I'd keep going. Uh, once I got to two years, I thought, well, I guess I'll keep going. I do, I do enjoy this, uh, but I don't know how far it'll ever go as far as beyond, um, just, a sort of a, uh, just one of many podcasts out there that doesn't get a ton of attention. And now, um, the show is on an online radio station, uh, along with, uh, with several friends. And I'm, um, really amazed to be here where I'm at now. And, uh, to, to know sort of how to do things better now uh, overall than I ever did when I first started. So, and, uh, but yeah, so um, just uh, thank you all for listening and being here. And thank you to all the guests that have been on the show as well. Uh, you all have helped so much as well. And um, so, yeah, just want to thank everyone who has uh, been a part of the show in any way so far. And looking forward to uh, years to come, many years to come, hopefully. So as uh, I've been saying this last few days, this is a, a series of shows based on a website called Paranormal Encyclopedia. And there are far more entries than I'm actually going over in this series. I'm just sort of picking the ones that seem like uh, major key points or key concepts in the paranormal, and then just whatever else I find that is uh, really interesting to me along the way. And um, I normally stick to a more of what they call a radio schedule, but tonight, because it is Halloween and the three-year anniversary of the show, I will be going uh, going long just to finish this series out. And I will have one more show tomorrow. I'll probably um, do one more entry in the uh, book review series of the complete books of Charles Fort. And then... Um, Tomorrow, tomorrow night, so that'll be the last uh, show before um, until basically uh, for a little while, for a week, a week, week and a half, two weeks at the most, and uh, then I'll come back with a new streaming schedule. So, but um, I figured this would be a good way to sort of uh, celebrate Halloween and the anniversary of the show and uh, to finish this series out. So, um, and again, I recommend checking out this uh, website. This uh, paranormal encyclopedia. Um, I'm just reading the summaries that they have in each letter page, um, but um, a lot of these, I believe, a lot if not all of these, have their own entries. You can also click on, and um, and then get more information about them. So uh, a lot there, and as I always say, this is not. Um, this is based on what I what I'm finding here. Uh, they've done their own research, as I always try to do, and uh, but just keep in mind uh, that both of us, both the website and I, could be wrong about things as well. So, just uh, I look at it as a good way to, a good place to start looking into all these topics that we talk about in all these shows uh, to do your own research. But um, but yeah, so that's basically where I'm at right now, and I left off uh, as of last night. I finished letter O. 
So that means I'm on the letter P. And uh, I think um, the first one I'm going to go to here is one of the two words I used to this, to, uh, as tags for this show. And that is, of course, paranormal. And that is events or abilities outside the range of normal experience that remain unexplained by established science. And that is a big part of, um, of everything that I look into. And, uh, I mean, that's part of the podcast name. And so, and it's something that, um, I've really been interested in now for many years and, uh, only recently in the last maybe five years or so started looking into it more. And, uh, it's, it's amazing how long you can look into something and still not really have any answers and still be invested in it enough to keep on going with it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it, it cracks me up to think about that. So, uh, the next one here uh, they have uh, is paranormal photography, and it says the endeavor of collecting physical evidence of the paranormal in the form of photographs. So that's a neat one there. Uh, this next one is parapsychology, and I uh, heard about this on TV before I ever heard about it anywhere else. And uh, uh, this one is the study of the human mind's ability to perform paranormal feats, uh, as in ESP, telekinesis, and others. And so this is sort of a look into certain the paranormal in a certain way, more in the way of the the person's ability, the person's mind's ability to uh, do things that that mainstream science or, or most people would say it shouldn't be able to do. Uh, but, um, so it's not necessarily, from what I've gathered, it's, it's, um, it's more focused on the living people around more so than any spirits or other entities. Although they, they, I have heard of people that look into all the things together. So, but based on that definition there, it seems like it's, um, sort of looking into one, that one main aspect, the, the, the living, the human aspect of it, um, more so than others. Uh, based on what I've heard and read, and again, I could be wrong. So, um, let's see here. Uh, this is, um, let's see here. Uh, I think I'll skip that. And uh, I guess we should get to uh, this next one here, which is uh, Poltergeist. And that is uh, a mischievous ghost or entity that makes noises and upsets physical belongings. So, of course, a lot of us have heard of that. Um, let's see here. Those next two I want to look into are kind of sort of connected in a way. Uh, and these are some of those abilities that I guess, I, I would guess that parapsychologists would look into. Uh, precognition, the ability to foresee the future. And then, um, premonition, a warning of a future event, typically an accident or disaster. Premonitions are often reported as an intense feeling of foreboding or dread. So something, um, a couple of things to keep in mind there. Uh, a couple others here. Uh, let's see here. We'll do, um, we'll go with, that does have projection, which they say is out of body experience, which is, I think, um, sort of the same basic thing there. Um, and then it has uh, prophecy, uh, vision or, uh, Revelation of the future, and uh, mentions religious prophets are prophets are people chosen to 
spread a divine message. I might do a, a show or a series of shows on the idea of prophecy at some point. I feel like um, that might be something good to look into. So um, as a sort of a find a good book on that from the past and maybe do a, a review of that. Um, now the next thing here I want to uh, mention is something that a lot of people say, a lot of people classify any kind of um, investigation into the paranormal as uh, this next word, which of course, phrase, it's, it's all one word, but it's kind of combining two things. But that is, of course, pseudoscience. Any type of research or conclusion that has the initial appearance of science but fails to meet the criteria for scientific validity. So, just wanted to point that one out there. A lot of, um, there are some websites and things that will label any kind of look into the paranormal as sort of a pseudoscience. Um, so, and just in general, no matter what, what's going on. So, uh, the next one here, and, and of course, that's what the, the silent P. Same with these next few, actually. Uh, the, the letter P is silent. And um, the next one is PSI, P-S-I. And that is a term used to describe a range of paranormal abilities and phenomena, such as ESP, telekinesis, and others. So basically, PSI is, seems like what they're saying is that is the thing that uh, parapsychologists want to look into. Uh, the next one here is uh, psychic, a person who allegedly has paranormal abilities of the psyche, uh, again, as in ESP, psychokinesis, clairvoyance, and others. So the next one here is psychokinesis. And this is the influence of the mind over the physical world, as in telekinesis, uh, moving objects with the mind. So let's see here. The next one here is psychometry, which is the art of uh, sensing the history of an object by touch and psychic perception. That one has always amazed me, um, this idea of this interaction between the materials that one is, is handling or touching and then the energy sort of combined there in, in that and the ability of the person to, um, to sense these things. So that's always been fascinating to me. <clears throat> so. Uh, that takes care of the P's. I did look at Q, the letter Q, but there wasn't anything really there. Uh, obviously, there's not as many words that are going to be in there in general. And um, so that one, we're skipping that one because I didn't find anything in there that we really, I thought we had to look into. So let me just check on uh, everything in the chat here. And uh, everything looks good. Okay. So yeah, uh, moving on to the letter R here. And uh, let's see here. This is, um, there's a few here, I believe. Uh, now, it has uh, reincarnation, which has always been fascinating to me, uh, based on stories I've heard of people who, who seem to have been, uh, based on just the information provided in, in different um, podcasts and shows and everything, uh, people that have memories, uh, in some cases, of other lives. But reincarnation, the, the definition here says the belief in continu continuity of life through the de uh, sorry through the rebirth of the soul in a new body. And this is um, 
this is something if you look into it, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of information you can find a lot of stories of um of uh that sort of touch on this topic. Maybe again, maybe that's something we'll have to look into sometime. Now the next one is remote viewing. And this is seeing or perceiving objects or locations at a distance using only the mind or through an out-of-body experience. And this is something that, um, of course, anyone that's sort of looked into the paranormal, paranormal, but also just um, history of of uh, that as it, as it relates to government and military, um, that is something that uh, the governments have been looking into doing and, and actually been doing apparently just based on what I've heard for a little while now. And now the, um, there's more information about those sort of programs that are starting to come out over these last, um, I don't know, 10 years or so, maybe a little more, a little less. Um, but that idea is really another one that is amazing to me. I'm not as into it because it re- requires sort of, uh, visual aspect, and I'm not really good with um, um, describing. Sort of, um, I'm not really good with with uh, things that re- that are mostly visual, just because of my low vision and everything. So, but I'm still very, uh, it's still a very fascinating topic to look into. So, uh, but that does it for the R's. So we'll move on to the S's, and. Uh, I don't think we'll be going super long today, just uh, probably a little bit longer than usual and it's as we get to the last of these uh, these letters here. But um, so getting on to the S's here. Um, so let me see here. The, um, the first one I want to mention is uh, Sasquatch. It's also known as Bigfoot, a legendary creature resembling a large hairy human said to inhabit the wilderness of the northwestern United States and western Canada. So there's another cryptid. And I'm sort of pointing out these cryptids whenever um, I see them in this list here. Uh, so this next one I think is amazing because if you look at just the the uh, the definition or the, or the basis of the word itself or the, the idea of it, I have no problem with. Um, but and I'll, we'll get into that here in a second. This next one is uh, that I'm going to talk, talk about anyway is science, and that is a system of knowledge and understanding in which the objective world is represented by theories and models. And um, I'll just add to that from what I've heard over the years, science is supposed to be something that where you look into things and you try to figure out how or why they work, and then. Um, sort of learn what you can based on that and you keep on um doing that until you sort of learn things that seem to be accurate but then also you keep in mind that with new new information more information might show up later that changes these ideas and changes your those models and and views of how things work and um so I'm not opposed to that on its own uh the only problem I have um, with science in a way is not even really with science. It's with certain, um, I would say certain views of people out, out there in the world where they, um, they sort of, polit- they, they politicize it. It has to be, uh, done 
the way they say it has to be done. And a lot of times that involves a lot of extra time and money that maybe everyone does not have to do it. And uh, if you, But if you don't have those things, then you're not doing science. You're not practicing science. And um, I've always had a problem with that because not everyone is going to be a scientist and or have the resources to do things the way, just the way that um, other people want them done. So uh, just a quick thing on that. I, I just couldn't help it. But um, I might be a bit biased there myself, which I'm aware of. So the next word here uh, is scrying, S-C-R-Y-I-N-G. And that is a method of divination using a crystal ball or similar object. Um, and that's just one object or one example of sort of what is used. But obviously, I've heard of pool of uh, bowls full of water, uh, mirrors, even in a lot of cases, uh, mirrors that are black. And of course, there's the sort of the modern analogy of uh, we all have these uh, devices, a lot of us do anyway, that we carry around all the time that have these black screens. So sort of modern version of that ancient uh, scrying surface. And that is, um, again, when it comes to divination, that's this idea of images sort of appearing in your mind's eye or um, some other variation of that on the surface of the object and or in your mind's eye, basically really in your mind's eye, but appearing to show up on the surface of whatever you're looking into. So, uh, and again, that's just my description of it. So it may not be completely accurate. Uh, the next one here is a seance, and that is a gathering of people with the purpose of experiencing supernatural phenomena, usually involving contact with the dead, with uh, basically spirits of the dead. So, and that is something um, that has been around for a while. I think uh, even uh, modern day, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, even uh, people who sort of do paranormal investigations now, I think the tools have changed in a lot of ways. Uh, but the practices or the, the basic idea behind um, that idea of a seance still exists but it may have different names now, uh, such as paranormal investigation. So just a thought there. Um, and again, I could, uh, if anyone disagrees, I could be wrong about that. So, uh, And now this next one I had never heard of, but it sort of makes sense in a way. Uh, sitting, S-I-T-T-I-N-G. And it says here, another term for seance. I don't think I've ever heard of that word used to describe that before. So that's I'd love to look into that sometime and uh, see where that came from and and uh, sort of just look into that more. So um, the next one here is skepticism, and that is a philosophical position in which a person seeks answers based on evidence rather than doctrine or uh, preconceived beliefs. So I'm just going to leave that one there because I think I've already kind of covered um, – sort of my thoughts on that and in the way I covered science. So I think I'll just uh, leave that one there. Um, now this next one here uh, is the South Atlantic anomaly. And this is one of the 12 vile vortices 
a region of intense radiation caused by a dip in the Earth's magnetic field over the lower coast of Brazil. And um, I did notice the vow of vortices mentioned in the letter V later on, so we'll go into that. what that is. But basically, think of any of your your areas around the world. I think they have this um, they have these this one group that is called the vial vortices. But think of any areas around the world where it seems like just all kinds of strangeness, high strangeness happens. I think um, that might be a version, maybe even the lesser version in some cases of the idea of this um, place where energy fields are just different and. Uh, for various reasons, and then paranormal activity happens there of all different kinds, UFOs, cryptids, ghosts, lights, uh, orbs, lights, whatever, which lights, again, seem to be at the uh, part of, big part of all high strangeness or paranormal or supernatural things. So um, let's see here. I'm just looking through the rest of this. I don't uh, see here. I don't see anything else that I really... Uh, need to, yeah, I think we're done with the S's here. So, um, moving on to the T's. And, uh, so yeah, at, at some point I may go back and, uh, and do cover some of these entries that, um, I'm more interested in and do entire shows on them at some point. So, cause I think this is a really good, uh, resource for things. So, at least, like I said, a good starting point. So, uh, moving on to the letter T. And um, this first one here, this first word is talisman, an object believed to bring the owner protection, good health, and fortune. Uh, so, that's a neat one there. Um, the first time I, I believe I heard that word or knew what it was or had an idea what it was, was actually with Stephen King and Peter Straub's uh, novel, uh, The Talisman. Uh, amazing book there. So, uh, let me see here. Next one is actually tarot cards, a deck of playing cards used for divination. So, uh, now here we get into some things that are um, sort of part of that parapsychology, uh, that that kind of frame of mind here of, of how things work, um, or things that that abilities that people. Some people seem to have. Uh, telekinesis, the act of moving objects using only the power of the mind. And then the next one is telepathy, the communication of thoughts or information between minds without using any conventional means, such as with the power of the mind alone. So those are two things that are often kind of paired together. And I need to look into. Um, abilities people have to do these things, sort of their their um, and especially in fiction, a lot of times characters, um, I mean in the comics and everything, if they can do one, a lot of times they can do the other, if not right away, then eventually. Um, so that seems to be connected, and even if it's just in fiction, there. Uh, let me see here. The next one is teleportation, the act of transporting a solid object or living being instantly from one location to another. And this is something that I've heard um, a lot of people say that this is something that people will never be able to do 
um, with any kind of machines, basically not on a large scale anyway. And yet there are so many cases of people who um, see things appear or vanish. Uh, again, going back to the whole thing with at ports and as ports. Um, and they have no idea how it happens. There's no logical explanation. And of course, the only problem with that is, are the objects really just completely vanishing in, in some cases, especially in, in what you might call hauntings, or are they just sort of being hidden and or transferred to some other dimension of reality? A lot of times I've heard over the years that when objects appear, when it comes to an airport, they will, they will be um, warm to the touch. And that having something to do with the process of the that uh, that transfer, that teleportation, possibly, possibly. So, just um, some thoughts there on that word. And uh, let me see here. Looking at the rest of this. Um, now, this next one here is something I've heard a lot about over the years, and I didn't really know much about it or think much about it at first. But I'm starting to wonder now, just from all the conversations I've had with good friends and everything. Um, and I feel like this may be a thing, or at least some, some kind of variation of it. And then there's, of course, the third eye, which is associated with the human pineal gland. Pineal gland, I'm not sure how you say that. It's said to be the mystical center of the body and the focus for meditation. So, leave that one there. Um, this next one I want to cover here is trance. A mental state in which a person becomes unresponsive to outside stimulus and instead focuses inward or on some other experience. I've had a, a few, only a few, I think, experiences with this over the years. Um, and I've covered them in other shows. But basically, it reminds me of the one time I tried to meditate and I had this encounter with some other entity that was sort of just appeared next to me and leaned over to look at me and then stood back up and then vanished. Um, that was amazing. The other, other thing I can think of is the one time where I was walking uh, a familiar, very familiar route to a restaurant that used to be open not far from where I live. And I don't know how, because it never happened before while I was walking, I don't think. At least not to the degree it did there. I went into some kind of trance as, as I was walking. And um, when I came out of it, I was almost to the restaurant. And this was one of those strange incidents involving time. I figured that I had gotten there right about on time. And that, that walk normally takes 10 to 15 minutes. And when I looked at my, my um, clock on my phone, I had apparently gotten there in five minutes. I do not know how that happened. I don't know how I went into such a deep trance where, where that happened because being legally blind, I have to be careful with when I'm walking. <laughs> I have no depth perception. So it's sort of something that um, I always have to be, I can't really just be walking around uh, outside of my own home and just go into, go into a trance like that. So something was going on. And I always wonder with that uh, um, incident, uh, what uh, if anyone was around? Did they just see this random person walking and then like vanish? Uh, what what um, what was going on there? So, 
I think that's where I'll leave the, the tease. Um, so, and then move on to, I can't remember now. Let me see here. I think uh, there was one or two entries in the U's that I wanted to cover. Yeah. Um, actually, just one, and that is, of course, a UFO. Unidentified flying object. The term is typically interpreted as alien spaceship, although technically it simply means what it says, an object flying in the air, which has not yet been identified. And that is very true. A lot of times, I mean, it's such an easy thing to do, I think, in a way, um, just because of popular culture, uh, to say that, to say UFO, although now I think um, UAP is the more uh, more commonly used term by a lot of people, but not everyone, um, and, and be sort of implying or be indicating that you mean aliens. But again, like it says there, that's not what the, the acronym there means. So I just want to point that out. And that is another major sort of a section of the things that um, I like to cover, which is all things paranormal, supernatural, unexplained. So, but that was the only entry in the U's that I wanted to cover there. So, and that is something, uh, I never thought I'd have encounters with until a while ago. I saw that blue light, and then um, recently I had that sighting of a couple of blue lights, and that sense of a presence, a couple of presences really moving around, and then they were just gone. So that is something that um, I do think there are things out there in the sky that are not just um, human-made craft, just because of that sense of presence that I felt in those encounters. Uh, if there wasn't, if I didn't have that sense of a presence, I would have written off, uh, written off all those encounters as just being any number of human-made um, objects, satellites, planes, drones, whatever, um, or even stars. But um, because of my low vision, and then just the fact that I hardly ever see anything normally, uh, I um, and then that sense of presence, I felt like it was more than just just uh, something from from us. So could be wrong, but that's how it felt anyway. So that really has um, made me a lot more interested in in the whole uh, topic of um, of UFOs, as the saying goes. There, but uh, getting to the letter V uh, and. Um, of course, the first one in this list here is vampire, a creature in folklore and mythology said to live on the blood of humans and or animals. Vampires are usually human corpses that the that uh, let me see here rise after sunset to feed. So, and um, it's really amazing because for a long time I thought they were just sort of just mythology or folklore or used in fiction modern nowadays modern times but um if you look at just um people all around the world have stories of sightings of creatures that appeared to to uh to do the things that the vampires had to do which is of course the main thing is feed on blood um and they look may have different appearances but they appear to be uh fall still fall into that category of vampire so I don't have quite the same view of, of that term or that idea 
now as I did maybe five years ago or more. Now, earlier I, I mentioned uh, vial vortices as one of the definitions, or one of the things I'd be getting to when that, when that now we're here. And this is a set of 12 points on a planetary grid that are said to be high in paranormal activity. Includes the Bermuda Triangle. And um, so that is, again, something that uh, a lot of people hear about um, as being these areas where paranormal things happen. And, and even in a lot of cases, at least in some cases, um, boats or planes either disappear or start to malfunction. And then, of course, um, they may not work and there may be tragedies there involved. So, but, uh, excuse me. So that's that definition there. I think they're, um, they mentioned 12 locations. And that might be all the major ones. But I do think that there can be other such locations on a smaller scale. And this last word here in the V sort of mentions that. Excuse me. Um, and that is vortex. And that is a mass of fluid or air in a rotational movement. But I've also heard of energy vortexes. But anyway, um, such as a whirlpool. I'm sorry, such as a whirlpool. Often used to mean a mysterious disturbance or opening to another realm. And this is what I mean by sort of energy vortexes. If you look into stories of places that are said to be uh, to have to be haunted or have a lot of paranormal activity, um, people will say that they think or they feel, in some cases, there is one or more of these vortexes, which are almost like gateways um, between some other level of reality, some other dimension, and this one, where entities, whether it's ghosts or spirits or anything else, can come and go. And um, so this is something I, I, I've heard about, and I think um, they can open and close, and I wonder if there's still, even when they're closed, there can still be residual energy there involved. Because the reason I say that is it makes me think of my, my um, closet, my, my, I use it for storage, but it's basically a bedroom in my apartment. Um, I always get a weird feeling from just that one spot um, along the the wall. So, um, just uh, that's something I think is there, and um, so that's just uh, something I wanted to mention there uh, because I think it's it does exist, and uh, so yeah, that's the that's the end of the V's there. So. Let me move on to the, let's see here. I believe I had uh, just a couple of letters left. Obviously, only a few at the most. Okay, so there was nothing in X, but we do have W here. Uh, I was just looking ahead a little bit. And um, werewolf is the first one I want to cover here in this letter. And that is, um, they say a man, but I guess it can be a person who transforms into a wolf at night to feed on other humans. So now I've heard some debate or discussion um, as to similarities and differences between werewolf and dogman as well. Um, and uh, I've heard that the, the words be used sort of 
interchangeably, but also some people say they're different. So and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they are different. And there's just, but they do have similarities there. So um, the next one here, I think, um, let's see here. I'm going to look at the rest of this here one second. But if you're going to give me one moment here. All right, so um, the next one here I want to mention is um, witchcraft, which is, it says here, a term used in so many varied ways that a common definition is not possible. That's um, that's the, uh, the good point there, I think, in a way. In medieval times, it was said to uh, be an art involving uh, Satan worship, and evil deeds, although this description comes from unsympathetic sources. Uh, modern descriptions include following the Wiccan religion, mystical ritual activities, earth worship, uh, and good and good and evil, good or evil sorcery. So, and of course, um, I do know for sure that there are people out there who identify as witches, who, who practice their own sort of versions of of that, that um, use different names to describe it, words to describe it, and uh, are perfectly fine people. So just want to point that out there that, um, that like it says in the definition, the explanation there, definitely a, um, at, the, at this point in time, a loaded term in a way. Uh, this last one in the W's I want to, I, I kind of want to laugh at in a way because it's, it's, it's sort of funny, not funny in a way. Uh, woo, woo, W-O-O dash W-O says people are ideas promoting unproven or pseudoscientific phenomena. And um, that's part of that stigma against all of this, all the stuff that I talk about all the time. And um, it's, it's sort of, it's rough because I feel like there are just so many people that have so many experiences going from present day, probably throughout the rest of the future, as long as people are around, and then going back, probably throughout time, there's going to be things that have happened that people couldn't explain. And and um, and yet they're sort of ridiculed for it, for thinking that these things can be unexplained, or that these things that are unexplained can even happen. And uh, that's something that... Uh, one of the things that I try to uh, point out here is that I don't think every single person, with all the people that have had, ever had any kind of a strange experience, I don't think all of us can be mistaken, 100% mistaken about everything. Um, and even if there's just one event, if you want to be super skeptical about all this, if there's just one event that you can't easily explain, then how do you explain that one event? What does that mean? Uh, what what and what happens when people that don't believe in any of this have experiences? They they um, it can change someone's life. I mean, it does anyway, and um, it's all depends on how we react to it. And I I um just uh just to put it out there, I mean, that's that's this stuff does seem to happen to people all the time. So regardless of whatever um whatever explanation seems to work in your mind for what someone else experiences, um, just 
always be kind because um, you could, there's a chance you could be mistaken about that. And uh, just like we all can about any number of things. So just uh, keep that in mind and be kind and uh, whenever talking to anyone about these things and just keep it in the back of your mind that maybe this thing or this event that happened is exactly the way it's described to you. So anyway, I will stop with that now, but it's something uh, very important, I think, to keep in mind. So moving on to the letter Y, I actually didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are only two entries in the letter Y here, and uh, I wanted to mention them. The first one is Yeti, and that's also known as Abominable, Abominable Snowman, which is a tall ape-like creature said to inhabit the Himalayan mountains. Himalayan mountains. Uh, and then Yowie, also known as Yowie Wowie. I hadn't heard about that one. huh? A legendary creature said to inhabit the Australian wilderness. And I've heard sort of um, both of these labeled as being similar to or part of the whole overall overarching idea of different kinds of cryptids and, and uh, Bigfoot in particular, but yet not exactly the same. It does seem like from region to region, um, descriptions of all these creatures can vary. They're not all the same. So just wanted to point those out. And getting to the last letter here, letter Z, of course. Um, I think the only one, uh, let me see here. No, there's two. So the one thing I want to mention here, and this is um, always will always now make me think of the movie Ghostbusters. Um, but uh, Zenner cards, and that is a deck of cards containing five characters used to test ESP abilities, extrasensory perception abilities. And um, if you ever, if you haven't watched that movie, if you go to basically nearly the, the beginning, I think it might even be the very, very beginning of the movie overall. There is a scene there um, where you get to know a lot about the character of uh, Peter Venkman, one of the the Ghostbusters there in the movie. So um, anyway, I'll leave that for you all to check out on your own if you haven't already. So, but those are cards where um, people are supposed to focus on them without being able to see what's on the other. They basically have like a, like a playing card has a, um, uh, only has the image on one side and then it has another basic image on the back. And so you can't see what the, the item is unless you can do it with your mind basically. Um, and I think a good one to end on here is uh, zombie. And this says, in Haitian and West Indian folklore, this is a soulless corpse reanimated by a voodoo priest, apparently. I haven't looked into that. But um, it also mentions here, in popular Western culture, uh, this is an undead creature that feeds on the flesh of humans causing the victims to also become zombies. And that's, of course, going into the whole, um, that, that something that has really become popular over the years, the idea of zombies as a, a major sort of genre of horror um, in, in a lot of uh, mainly movies and TV shows. But um, so that's, that's something that I've definitely seen rise of over the years. And uh, so that, that covers that. Um, so I definitely recommend you all check out this website, this Paranormal Encyclopedia website. Uh, again, I did not cover 
anywhere near all the things that are mentioned in the um, in that website. And I uh, left a lot there for you all to check out on your own. And again, I might be going back and um, sort of taking some of these entries and doing research on them and doing entire shows about them. So uh, I think that this is not the last time I'll be referring to this website. So uh, thank you all for being here and listening, and especially for this longer edition of the show. And, um, and for being here, like I said, for these last three years, for any part of that time, um, to listen to this show. Because it's a, it's a learning experience. I'm still learning. Uh, and it's been great to be with you all. And thank you all for all your support and all the ways that you've uh, shown that. And again, um, there will be some... Uh, I'll be doing one more show tomorrow night. But after that... Um, and thank you all. I see the chat there. Yes, thank you. Uh, so I will be um, doing one more show tomorrow night. Probably another... Um, another chapter of the book review, uh, the complete, uh, re- complete books of Charles Fort, that, that book review series. And, uh, and then that'll be it for at least a week, maybe two at the most. And then I'll be back with new shows and a new uh, streaming schedule, but I'll still be releasing shows every day, either five or six days a week. So, um, just, uh, changing up the, the research and, and recording patterns there. So thank you all again for listening. And I will talk to you all uh, on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.